Hey guys, welcome back to Droolish. Joey here. You know the drill. Let's start. Welcome back to Droolish episode 22, I believe. This is your host, Joey Montano. If you're unfamiliar with Droolish, Droolish is a sleep and relaxation podcast that's focused on talking about many different subjects about, well, whatever the heck I feel like it. More importantly, this week's subject, or I should say this episode's subject at hand is uh, week eight NFL picks. I can't believe we're in week eight, for one. I can't even believe that I'm still talking about NFL on my sleep and relaxation podcast. But I noticed that people actually do tend to find value out of this, out of these picks, um, just based off of the numbers, apparently, on the podcast. People just download more of these episodes. Um, so either you get good value out of uh, the picks, which I'm probably okay at best. I'm not a professional sports analyst, but um, or whether it's you listening to the sound of my voice. Uh, either way, if you're new to the podcast, this is more or less what I talk about. I talk about uh, I said, a variety of subjects. I mix it up between each episode. Uh, I tend to be a little bit long-winded and yada, 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 I blah, blah, blah. See, like that. I don't, I don't even know what I'm talking about. But uh, that's more or less the gist of the show. All done for you in 90 seconds. So uh, keep listening if you're down to listen to some NFL picks, or if you just want to close your eyes and just get your mind off of the day, uh, just listen to me talk, because I can guarantee you my yawn-inducing and you know, in, in sleep-inspired uh, voice is, is probably going to be more than adequate to help you go off into dreamland. If not... I'm sorry. Well, then obviously this podcast is not for you. I did, a, did not do a good job. And I do know that, you know, this podcast is certainly a shot in the dark. And hopefully I'm able to help anyone uh, help go to sleep. Uh, certainly me personally hate insomnia. I hate not getting enough sleep. And I uh, certainly do not want anyone else to uh, kind of just get stuck. It, get stuck in uh, insomnia mode. It, it, it's totally terrible. So... Uh, let's get started, like right now. <laughs> so, what's on the agenda today? If you're familiar with the uh, any, all the other episodes that are related to NFL picks, uh, we go we, we go in this type of format. We start with reviewing Week Seven, uh, or last week's picks, which is Week Seven. Then I will go over my uh, anti-power rankings, which to me, it's my favorite thing of the show, to be honest with you, because I get to go and talk about the worst teams in the league because, well, no one gives a crap about the worst teams in the league, and I'm going to give them their 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 well-done, well like, FaceTime, ear time, you know, to talk about them. Because um, everyone cares about the power rankings and being number one. And for me, uh, if you listen to me enough, you'll soon understand and notice that most of these uh, anti-power rankings are starting to become a little bit more correlated to uh, just picking these pick and picks week over week. And if you're someone into sports betting, uh, I'm noticing too, like, like I said, there's more uh, indications of uh, teams that are beating the spreads um, just off of this. Or at least uh, at least I'm noticing that in my, in my betting too. So, so uh, that's not to tap my own horn, but it's just uh, to let you guys know, hey, I am all about uh, bringing value to you guys. And if you want to listen, 
and use some of that, that's great, and hopefully it benefits. And if not, um, you know, uh, hopefully I don't veer, veer you too far. Uh, but that being said, reviewing last week's picks. So last week was week seven. There were only 14 games that were played. I had nine points. I was nine and five for the week. Can't tell you that I'm disappointed. I can't tell you that I'm excited. Uh, it's it's bittersweet. This is one of the better weeks that I've had recently, considering that there are only 14 games and and uh, being nine and five is actually a pretty pretty strong winning record. Um, if I had even got, got, gotten one four, it'd be like a ten and four. Um, which you know, if you even look at NFL perception, ten and four is like a pretty 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 uh, cool looking number. Nine and five is pretty still pretty solid. Uh, I'm gonna review to you which games. I picked and give you a quick synopsis of where I done goofed. So, very first game was Thursday. Uh, I picked Denver as the underdog over Kansas City. Uh, the reasoning behind that was Denver, for me, especially in my uh, uh, anti-power rankings, is that they've been trending up. Uh, and this was going to be the first real test, and Kansas City was starting to trend down. Uh, I figured this was going to be a game where something had to give. Uh, and, unfortunately, it gave out for Denver in... Kansas City just just gave him the business. That was that was complete wrong pick on me. So as much as I wanted to hype up the Denver uh, team, uh, they clearly were no match for Kansas City. And Joe Flacco looked in completely uninspired. Uh, that's that was actually the, the most uninspiring performance I've seen. Like period. Uh, Patrick Mahomes did get injured too that that game. Uh, it's a bummer. Like it, it sucks. But uh, the fact that they still scored, still a couple touchdowns without him. Uh, just really means to me that Denver uh, is in dire straits. Uh, either that or Kansas City is looking pretty good. It's going to probably be a little bit of both. So I'm sorry, guys. I Denver, uh, you you were uh, you were a false god to me. Uh, uh, that that's on me, guys. That that is a that's me manning up. I'm wrong. So we're, we didn't start out great on Thursday. Going down to the next week, I picked the favorite Rams over the Atlanta Falcons. I got it. The Rams destroyed the Falcons, just manhandled them, just ridiculousness. So uh, I can keep throwing adjectives, but we all saw the game. Uh, good job, Rams, getting your mojo back. Uh, next game I picked Buffalo versus Miami. Uh, this is an interesting one because I did I did call out that Miami did have a fighting chance to win this game uh, last week, and they were my actual upset pick pick of the week two for plus EV value. Uh, Miami did put up a good fight, but I had to play with the numbers here. And since Buffalo was at home, I picked them to win. They got the win. So let's chalk that up as chalk that up as a victory. The score does not reflect how close that game actually was, um, but it was dangerous, dangerously close. So uh, Buffalo did get the win. I'm happy. Let's, so let's move forward. I picked Jacksonville over Cincinnati. I just think Cincinnati was terrible. So therefore Jacksonville was just going to win by default. Got it. Uh, this next one, it was an underdog pick. Uh, I picked Detroit over Minnesota. Uh, Detroit did have some firepower, but they just couldn't keep up with Minnesota. Uh, that was my misread. Uh, Detroit played the way I wanted them to. Uh, Minnesota played out of their mind. Uh, you know, that, that's, that's on me. I uh, misjudged Minnesota. Uh, apparently Kirk Cousins is, is actually leveling up even more so, which scares the living heck out of me. Uh, at this point of the season, and I will dive more into that and, and, and when I do eight, week eight picks. But 
Uh, he's he is very reminiscent of his, I think it was like 2016 Redskins run, uh, where he just decided to say, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to be good for the rest of the season and play top tier. Uh, that is that is a very dangerous Kirk Cousins, and uh, I guess I guess when the fan base just hates on him for three straight weeks, that's what ignites him. Like legit hates on him, so uh, he's going to be super scary. Uh, Detroit, you did what you needed to do, except allow less than thirty points. So I was wrong. Like this is not it. That was not a good one. That's on me. That's that. Like that's over two. That I really can't even say. Like it was re- re- like close. Next game, I picked Green Bay and Oakland, and Oakland was the per- team I picked. Uh, Green Bay dismantled Oakland. Uh, I was pretty high in Oakland, and honestly, I think Oakland is still a pretty solid team, all things considered. Uh, Green Bay uh, has everything going on right now. Uh, it's another, it's another, uh, it's, it's, that was more me just disrespecting Green Bay. Uh, no excuses there. Should have, that, that should have been a better pick, but that's not, again, that's not me. That's, that's those three. Yeah, those are brutal. Uh, Indianapolis uh, beats Houston. I, play, I picked that one. Uh, had Arizona as the underdog. And I don't know why people keep putting Arizona as underdogs when they're facing terrible teams. Okay. Um, against the Giants. Uh, Arizona won. Uh, Arizona has now moved beyond being terrible. They're now a team that can beat terrible teams, which, um, which, actually, which is actually good to know if you're listening to this. this like, they're my, they're my favorite, like, Dark Horse team at the moment. Uh, one of my favorites, I should say. I picked... San Francisco to beat Washington. Uh, the game was actually fairly close, all things considered, even though San Francisco shut them out. Uh, still being up 6-0 in the middle of the fourth, that is no business you want to be at, even if it's, you know, that's, even though you won, that's still a losing situation. If like, You can lose the game in almost any possession. So um, that game was a little bit too scary, despite the, despite the dominance of San Francisco. Um I'm still a little bit bitter because they had the plus ten, and I went for the plus, or sorry, minus ten, and they shut them out. They didn't. They did not score more than ten points. So that's a little bit annoying, in my opinion. <laughs> but I got, I got, I got the pick of victory, and that's all that matters. Next game, uh, I picked the Chargers over the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I already said this one was going to be a super close one, uh, regardless, uh, and Tennessee did seem to have some life. Uh, but the Chargers are, are always falling flat. I, I don't know how far they're going to keep falling. Uh, some of these teams have the ability to bounce back, but the Chargers, I just haven't seen it yet. Um, if they're going to play like the old school Chargers that I'm used to seeing, they're probably going to win next week regardless of who's, who they're facing. Uh, and they're probably going to lose two more, and then they're going to go on a, on a nice uh, six-week six six winning streak run only to miss the playoffs. That tends to be the Los Angeles way, the Chargers way. I should say, and that's what makes me nervous because they should have won this game, and they're still laying, they're still playing, playing flat. Um, so I don't want to say this is a bad pick. I'm just, I'm just very disappointed on this one. Uh, both teams performed the way I kind of expected, but uh, the Chargers should have not done this. Should should not have lost this one, uh, at least the way I see it. So uh, unlucky. That sucks, but it's still a loss. Next game, I picked New Orleans to beat Chicago. Uh, this was easy. This was beyond easy, guys. Like this is easy money with against going against Chicago. Uh, despite my bias towards Detroit, 
I made a very specific that I'm very biased against Chicago, and rightfully so, apparently, because New Orleans should lack them as an underdog. Chicago was a, I believe, a like a three-point favorite, five-point favorite, or something like that. I'm going to pull it up right now. I just want to double-check. Yeah, three-point favorite. Um, could have been a home field advantage, but these teams were not nearly remotely matched. Uh, Chicago has a decent defense, but New Orleans has just been nuclear now. They, they are just steamrolling. Everything's flowing. Chicago only has, like, one phase, maybe two with the special teams, but you only get so few plays um, of the game, and their offense has just been... Uh, it's been okay. It hasn't been up to par. And there wasn't a surprise to see this beat down. Very glad I got that underdog pick. Uh, this is my first two with Detroit Oakland, but I got the Arizona and New Orleans one right. So feeling pretty good about that. Uh, next one was Baltimore versus Seattle. Uh, I picked Seattle to win. Baltimore won. Uh, this is just, yeah, Baltimore just played better. This wasn't close. I was wrong. Um... Yeah, this is like one of the few weeks where if I'm wrong, I'm like way wrong. And uh, if I'm right, I've been way right. So, you know, it is it is what it is. I, I would like to have all of them right. But, you know, uh, the Kansas City meet, I was hoping for Denver to be better. That messed that up, misread both Green Bay and Minnesota. I deserve that. Uh, and then in Tennessee, that was probably the closest one, but the Baltimore was still the misread. Uh, I, I could do better, guys. Uh, that's my goal to do better. I know I always say that I do this for fun, and I do. But I do try to improve week by week at my ability to analyze and figure out, figure out these picks. Because uh, knowing some people, they probably do listen to this particular podcast uh, outside of the sleep alleviation um, to get additional value. And uh, and I, I just want to try to find the pockets of value for you guys. So there you have it. That is week seven review of the NFL. Uh, I'm currently at, just to let you guys know, I have 61 points in the league, which is good for 25,495 points, which is put me, which puts me in the 72nd percentile, which I don't think that's great, honestly, because I'm pretty sure the higher than the, like, I want to be in the first percentile, I believe. Uh, I'm just going to base this off of looking at the fans of Detroit message board because it throws me off a lot and it says I'm um, ranked 845 but it doesn't give me like all the ranks how many people are on this team because it says I'm group leader is 74 I'm only 13 points behind the group leader here but it doesn't say exactly my specific place so that's kind of annoying because it doesn't tell me how many people are actually entered in this in this fans of Detroit group kind of annoying uh, so I don't know if I'm in the 70th percentile like it's the best or if it's like the bottom 70, 70 percentile <laughs> excuse me my voice is a little bit raspy uh, overall record 61 and 44 again it's not too bad uh, I win more frequently than I lose uh, the last few weeks uh, let's see week 5 I was 7 and 8 that was my first losing week week 6 I said I was going to get better I was 8 and 6 week 7 I was going to get better I'm 9 and 5 Okay, so, uh, these little, like I said, I'm making improvements over time, and I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to be terrible this next week, so, uh, I'm going to leave a timestamp for when I'm ready to do the week eight pickums. The biggest reason why I'm moving the eight week pickums, and I have moved it towards the end, 
is because the anti-power rankings, in my opinion, are actually bringing in a lot of good weight um, for me to actually make my final picks uh, for this week. So uh, I definitely like to make my picks either in real time or just before I just before I uh, record the podcast because uh, I definitely want to talk through the logic and then make sure everything makes sense. So, without further ado, anti-power rankings. Let's begin. If you're new to Droolish and this is your first time hearing about the anti-power rankings, anti-power rankings are rankings in which I'm focused on the worst teams in the NFL that either have you know, terrible play, terrible record, terrible direction. Uh, especially at this point of the season, we're starting to see who's, you know, the cream of the crop and who is just, just trash. Like, there's no way, there's no positive spin that I can add to this. You know, these teams are bad. Um, but I focus on the top 1 through 10, and I do include spots 11 through 15 for the anti-power rankings, um, but the top 10 are my biggest focus. Uh, the other five are mainly for tracking purposes to see who's trending up and who's trending down. I don't like to go beyond, say, 16 plus, because if that's the point, if that's the case, then I'm just going to be doing power rankings, just reverse. And I really don't care about focusing on the top teams. There's literally the world. Any analyst can talk about the top teams. So I don't want to fill that gap. That's not what I'm about. That's not what this podcast is about, really. I'm talking about the stuff that is probably not the most interesting um, but not too interesting, I would think. So I uh, decided to evolve the... Oh, I've, de- I've evolved week over week the anti-power rankings. Um, outside of a list, I categorize each uh, number or numbers of teams um, into tiers as well. Uh, because certain tiers um, are, not represent- are not reflective of the team's quality and play. So uh, and by that, I'll explain it as I go along. So number one for the anti-power rankings that, that they've been just crushing the rankings all season and I, I see no reason for them to ever move down is the Miami Dolphins. They have just, uh, they, they gave it their all last week and uh, I thought they were going to sneak one. That was the perfect, that was the perfect uh, sleeper week. But I don't, I don't see them uh, winning a game unless they face another terrible team in the same tier. But uh, you're number one, and I don't know what else needs to be said with you, Miami. You got Fitzmagic, who did his magic, who kept you in the game. You know, if uh, he, he he made you guys super super relevant, uh, Josh Rosen. Uh, it doesn't seem like he is picking anything up. I know his offensive line is not the best, and he just doesn't seem to be. I don't know, getting it. I, and I, I would have to see more, but you know, in a, in a Terrible team, terrible online, terrible market, at least for now. Uh, it's uh, it's not looking good for the guy. And obviously, since they're already owing whatever, very plausible that they're just tanking for next season. Uh, a lot of this, there's not really anything going for this team. So, Miami, you have earned that number one spot and you held it down with, with an insane grip. Like, with a, like a vice lock grip. That's, that's the right word I wanted to say. Coming in, at, coming in at number two is your Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati uh, has been number two one week in a row, so this is their second week. And they've kind of just been working their way up the rankings throughout the season. Uh, they came out kind of decent early on, and then they've just continued to impress 
nobody, including myself, um, with their stagnant offense and Andy Dalton's. Uh, I can't put my finger on Andy Dalton. Like It seems like he could be good at times, but it also seems like he's just there. And I don't know. It could be his teammates. It could be... I don't know. There's just nothing connecting with how Cincinnati's playing offensively. Defensively, it's... It's whatever. I'm not even going to bother keeping track of the score here with them. Uh, who am I kidding? I am going to keep track of the score. So ESPN, NFL scores. Now, if you hear any any of the clicks, it's because I like to look at this stuff in real time. It makes, it, makes me sound a little more excited, too. Uh, in my head, at least. Looking online, I've seen that Cincinnati did get dismantled. Not really dismantled, but they lost to a, a fairly strongish Jacksonville team. So, uh, nothing nothing struck me out as out of the ordinary, because Cincinnati continues to lose, they continue to be stagnant. You know, they're staying at number two, so congrats. You've, you've done what you needed to do. Uh, just FYI, numbers one through five, I have now qualified, and this changes week over week, but I've qualified this as uh, crap tier. Um, these are the teams where, I'm sorry, but this season's either done, and, like, barring a miracle, um, actually, no. Yeah, barring a miracle, this season it's over. And uh, you, I'm expecting you guys to either lose out or lose to any team in potential. To, or Sorry, you can you can beat any team in this tier, but you're likely going to lose to any other tier or team outside of this tier. So those, those are going to be the spots one through five on my anti-power rankings. Just, just noted. Uh, number three. So number one's Miami. Number two, Cincinnati. Number three are the Washington Redskins. Uh, this team just continues to undress across the board. They did play last week, uh, last Sunday, I believe, and I mentioned this, they lost. They got sh- shut out against the 49ers. Uh, despite holding the 49ers to nine points, scoring zero points is way worse than it is impressive compared to the scoring of them, or letting them score nine points. So uh, Washington laying out that goose egg. Uh, that was just an abomination of a game. That, I mean, that o- that is almost grounds for putting them at number two, um, but they but they haven't worked their way up yet. I mean, the Skins has shown that they can randomly play okay, whereas the like the Bengals have shown that they can't do any of that, and that's the only reason why I would have Washington number three, and they stay in the number three spot. Um, they, you know, they worked their way up throughout the season too. Um, actually, yeah, they, they were actually number two at one point, and they moved down because Cincinnati took over uh, because they're just that bad. So, uh, sorry, Washington Skins, uh, you made it to number three. Uh, I can't put you better than that, um, but I certainly can't put you worse than that either. I think you're properly placed as the third worst team in the NFL. Um, kudos. Moving on to number four, uh, they moved up one spot. Uh, compared to the prior week, uh, the New York Jets, uh, they accomplished the first win uh, the other week, and then they could, and then they, sa- they decided to get dismantled by the Patriots. Uh, this is nothing new for New England Patriots. If anything, the Patriots are just more upset that I think the Jets scored 10 points on them yesterday, and they they had enough. Like, like... No, they didn't face... Yeah, they did face the Patriots. They faced the Patriots four weeks ago. Uh, Hopefully that was Sunday Night Football, because it was a primetime game. 
Yeah, so it was a primetime game, and the Jets were kind of close early on, I believe. But, yeah, that's uh, that's the place on national TV. Uh, Patriots learn from all of the Jets' mistakes. I don't think the Jets are as the worst team in the NFL. It, I think this last week was just uh, the Jets just not being prepared for the Patriots. The Belichick and the Patriots were clearly working on improving from the previous game because... Um, I mean, they scored 14 points, and the Patriots, in their winning mentality, they don't care. They, like, you just don't score on them. So, uh, Jets, you did you did move up. You didn't move up to number four. Getting shut out 3-3-0 against the Patriots doesn't really warrant you to be worse. Um, I just feel like the other teams have played a lot worse. I feel like a lot of teams have lost worse to worse teams. And when you lose to the definitive best team in Shellac, that's not really indi- in- indicative of how bad you are. Um, tech. Technically it is, but in this case, it's more indicative uh, of the Patriots' dominance. Um, but again, I feel like I'm grasping at Shiraz because... Not, not grasping, but I feel like this is all moot because uh, they're they're still in my, in my crap tier. At, at coming in at number four. Coming in at number five. Uh, still crap tier. Um, they graduated to it. Uh, despite moving down a spot, is now the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Atlanta went from number four to number five thanks to the Jets' pathetic performance. Uh, it was close, but uh, I think Atlanta certainly has solidified their, themselves as crap tier. Uh, not that all you know, the players are terrible, but when you don't seem to be clicking on, on any cylinders, losing all your games, and then it seemed like uh, Matt, Matt Ryan's injured, or they, they lost him to an injury at least for the end of the game. It, this might be a season where you're going to start looking forward to uh, you know, 2020, and how that's going. Uh, nothing is really going in Atlanta's direction. Uh, they can still score from what it seems like, but they just, just seem to be one step behind of any opponent that they're facing. So a lot of these teams at this point, I, I've just downgraded them to kind of almost only beating themselves um, or just beating the other terrible teams that are on my top five list. Moving down to number six. So uh, the teams I have at number six and seven are teams that I'm just way too wary about. Uh, they are not playing great, but they have shown potential. Um, but on any given Sunday, I'm expecting them to um, either put up a fight and could squeak out a win, but it's unlikely. Uh, number six is going to be the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks have been holding steady, number six, um, for a couple weeks now. And... And since they had a bye week, there isn't too much for me to discuss. Next week, I believe they are facing... Uh, who are they facing next week? The Skins are facing Minnesota. And it's a Thursday night game. So by the time you hear this, uh, we'll see where Tampa Bay stands. But like I said, it wouldn't surprise me if Tampa Bay could win a game against Minnesota. They've shown that they can drop points. but uh, But... It's more of a fluke and not a... It's not a regular occurrence, and that's what kind of winning teams do, is that they do it more consistently. Uh, when you only do it once in a blue moon, uh, you know, winning once in a blue moon gets you nowhere in the NFL. It actually gets you to the number six spot in the NFL power rankings. Uh, has... Well, yeah. No, wait, no. It's on Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's not patient in Minnesota. Oh, that was way off. It's uh, Tennessee. Okay. So still, uh, 
I have Tampa Bay's number six. They're facing Tennessee, the lowly Tennessee team that's coming off a win. I'll get to them maybe, or maybe not, eventually. But Tampa Bay is coming off with the, with the bye week. They haven't had anything to say that they're good or bad. Uh, they seem to be rolling the dice with, with, with Jameis. And uh, honestly, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Uh, I mean, ideally, you just want Jameis to just cut out his mistakes and just keep all the good stuff that he brings. Um, that's a true gunslinger. Uh, but, but it does not seem that he's limiting those mistakes. So uh, so every week is just could be good, bad, who knows. But uh, that's enough to solidify Tampa as number six. Number seven is the New York Giants. Uh, my Antifa rankings, they stayed at number seven for a couple weeks as well. Uh, most of the top seven had, has had very little movement. And at this point, that's almost kind of expected. Uh, I mean, when, you're, when you've been holding down the floor for the last six weeks, being terrible, it's kind of hard to get out of that. Um, but I have seven as a New York Giants. I believe they lost last week as well. And uh, they lost to... I'm pulling this up. Yeah, the Arizona Cardinals, which has been my, my favorite team for a while now. Uh, favorite team to watch. And it makes sense. I mean, they lost to a team that was kind of similar in their, in their tier-ish in their tier at one point um, just you know like uh, one level beneath it they're, I don't think they're completely atrocious they have some more offensive firepower they seem to be putting up some fights so uh, you know I I can't scratch them off as just a, a crap team yet I mean, they're, oh, they're just completely underperforming uh, but they're doing what they can and uh, I think I, I think this makes sense the Giants number, number 7 and number eight, I have the L.A. Chargers, and they moved up two spots. No, sorry, they moved up one spot from number nine last week. And this is, like, the first time they've actually made their, uh, yeah, second week from their debut. Uh, last week they made their debut debut in number nine, showing up at number eight. Uh, it's, it's a, you hate to see it. I mean, I really love the, I really love at least the offensive firepower on the Chargers, but uh, I can't be sticking to what I've been thinking what their offense should be, and that's not me. Um, it's all about the results, and they just keep falling flat every week. And I say that a lot, but honestly, I mean, I think these teams know what they're capable of, and it frustrates me, and it probably frustrates them for them to not like meet that expectation. Uh, I expected the Chargers to win last week. They couldn't win. They just couldn't. They couldn't beat. Uh, they faced the Titans. Yeah, they could have beat the Titans. Which, by the way, last week I had Tennessee and Chargers literally number 8 and 9. So I knew something had to give between those two. Um, the Chargers were able to beat... Uh, sorry, the Chargers lost to the Tennessee Titans. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't too crazy. It wasn't a far stretch. Um, but, I don't know, there's something about the Chargers. I just can't put my finger on it. They're just not there. Number nine, I have the Denver Broncos. Uh, Denver Broncos made me very sad last week. Uh, I thought they were trending up, they were turning into something, and then reality hit. Uh, you know, you hate to see it. That's all I can say. Like, you faced a very strong Kansas City team, but they, were, but they weren't supposed to be that strong. Um, the same vein, Denver, you know, you shouldn't have lost like that. You could have, should, like, you could have had opportunities after Patrick Mahomes went down. You were driving the ball early on. Um, you sh you've shown flashes, so it's not like everything isn't there. And you were facing a, you're facing the best offense in the, in the team with 
with Mahomes. So, uh, or at the time, uh, whether or not you guys think it's they're super offensively strong now or not. I mean, Sandy Reid's still doing the play calls. So, uh, the play calling and everything else, the downfield movements there, uh, just wasn't wasn't a good matchup for Denver. Um, sorry, sorry Denver, but you you moved back up to number nine. I'm still rooting for you, but that was a real that was a real wake up call for me. In, in my assessment for you guys. And rounding out top 10. Uh, it's number 10 is uh, they moved down two spots. It's the Tennessee Titans. Uh, considering beating the Chargers, uh, you, you know, they would have to move down. Uh, I'm still not sold on, on, the, on the Titans. You know, a lot of teams win once. I'm not going to move them up like five or six spots. It doesn't make much sense. Um, but... Uh, Tennessee just hasn't really been impressing me. They've always kind of let me down. And if Tennessee were to beat the Char- uh, Chargers team um, very handily, maybe with a couple more touchdowns, if I were to watch more game footage, I can probably rank them a little bit higher. But, uh, you know, they can't be on and off again every other week, uh, especially when they lose more than win. It's not a good look. Uh, that's just a uh, definition of mediocre. And that's kind of where, honestly, this is almost where uh, teams 8 through 10 actually should be defined as more mediocre at the moment. And, uh, yeah. Um, so there you go. 1 through 10. 1's Miami. 2 Cincinnati. 3 Washington. 4 the New York Jets. 5 Atlanta. 6 is Tampa. 7 is the Giants. 8 Chargers. 9 Denver. 10 Tennessee. Uh, running out through 11 through 15. Uh, I'm just going to call these ones out quickly. T- uh, tier. The tiers I have for 11 and 12. Um, there's only two teams. These are the teams that I would say they're trending down, rightfully um, so, but they're still in the in the cusp of figuring out where the season's going to go, and and I, I really can't predict it really at the moment. So, number eleven, I have the Bears. Yes, yes, the number eleven anti-power ranking team, and I've not been afraid to put them up on my list for the last couple of weeks. I'm telling you, Bears are trash. Um, they might prove me wrong until I put them in the, the limbo tier, but the win, the, the losses are finally catching up to them, uh, and they, I think they're perfectly placed right here. I think they can beat every team that's above them in the anti-power ranking teams, and I think they can lose to every single team that's beneath them in the anti-power ranking teams. Uh, I don't know. It's just something about Chicago. I just feel it in my bones. Like, they're just always, they're always just overhyped, um, and, and, you know, until I see it, like, we quit 15 of the season, I, I'm not, like, I'm not buying into Chicago ever. Uh, number 12, I have Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they moved up four spots. They barely even showed up last week. Uh, and you know, they just, they're on a downspin. You know, they're playing decent. You know, Carson Wentz doesn't play terrible. It's just the team's just not, not, not really winning games. Doesn't seem to be performing up to par. Uh, their schedule's been kind of hit or miss. Um, but you know the season's starting to slip away. Uh, I know just like I know honestly, Chicago and Philadelphia, both those teams are more than capable of coming back. But uh, this is make it a bracket time, uh, guys. So uh, yeah, that's kind of where they're trending. Uh, number thirteen, I have Cleveland who moved down a spot. Uh, they were they had a bye week, uh, and another one that's been moving down. Uh, my power rankings and might not even be existing anymore after this week. Who knows? is the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals 
but I can't speak enough about uh, Kyle Murray and their ability to run the offense. I know they've won against three more straggler teams in the last week. Sorry, in the last three weeks. Uh, but let's look at their schedule and kind of where they're, where they're trending right now. They tied a Lions game, which is a very strong Lions game, uh, which, like I said, Lions was, was outcoached. Um, it was poor coaching that cost the Lions victory there. Um, but Arizona was, was good enough to capitalize on the mistakes. Okay, like That's an indicator of like what good teams do. Um, back then, I was certainly blind to that, but I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit more woke now. So, um, week two, Ravens—they've lost barely against a kind of, yeah, I guess a pretty steamrolly Ravens team. Dismantled by the Panthers makes sense; they're super strong. Um, dismantled by Seattle, super strong. That's fine. This is where it starts turning around. Uh, they beat the Bengals barely as an underdog. Uh, again, I already told you guys I feel like they're going to be stronger than what people think. And that was where they thought they were, just good enough to beat the Bengals. They ride that momentum and beat the Falcons uh, by one point. Uh, I actually had little doubt on that one, despite how Falcons are coming back. If you watch the game, uh, Atlanta, Arizona has just been driving down the field. Uh, it does seem like does seem that Arizona does have issues closing out games, um, but they've been winning these games, so they're figuring out ways to win. And then last week with the Giants, uh, it was a pretty solid performance. And they, they've won by more than two points. So uh, I haven't been worried about the, about the Cardinals so far. Their offense seems to be packing up a little bit. Um, but, of course, they, they did beat three bottom feeder teams so far. So uh, I have them, like I said, number 14. And this is this is the thought where they probably should be because uh, a lot of the NFL is kind of in limbo right now. And I feel that, that Arizona can actually beat most of the teams that are still in limbo. Um, but I don't know if they're good enough to win teams that know where they're going. So the Saints game coming up this Sunday is going to be a very interesting one. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they could win. Uh, that's probably a different conversation when we get there. But uh, I've been riding pretty high. And they've been number 14, so I've been loving them. Uh, and then number 15 I have is Jacksonville. Uh, they, moved, they moved down five spots, and the only reason why I moved them down so much uh, is because... I mean, they, they won the game last week, and realistically speaking, I just believe Jacksonville can beat. They can beat a Chicago right now. They can beat a Philadelphia right now. Um, and I'm giving a little bit more recency bias here. Um, Cleveland, uh, they didn't do anything last week that they didn't play. So, uh, And kind of just looking at that, uh, I could put them below, below Cleveland, but I feel like that would be a little bit too close, and I feel like Jacksonville is starting to... I mean, they're starting to figure themselves out, I believe, and they're, they're, they're trudging through the season trying to get um, Nick Foles back. So, uh, yeah, I, I think out of these teams, especially the 13th or 15th, all these teams are probably, uh, I would put in the decent category to where they can beat bad teams. Um, but but it's still un- undecided on whether or not they can beat solid teams. Uh, so 13 is Cleveland, I have 14 is Arizona, and 15 Jacksonville. All these teams could probably beat each other um, at some point. Uh, sorry, these these two teams, if they were to face off one-on-one, like 50-50% of the time. Um, but I think they're a way higher class than all the other teams um, yeah, above in the anti-power rankings. So there you have it. Anti-power rankings. And I tried to speed that up a little bit, too. I, I, I know I tend to be a little bit winded, but uh, it felt like a, that felt like a good analysis, <laughs> if I do say so myself. Just curious, if you guys are listening still, outside of the NFL stuff, let me know what you think. I know, I know I'm a little bit of a zany goofball, um, but, you know, I don't know. It's, 
Like, I want to be, fa be famous enough one day, not too famous, but famous enough to eventually have people, like, dissect and analyze me um, for free. Because why go to a psychiatrist when you can just be famous enough and have hundreds of people, uh, you know, evaluate you instead? Uh, that's kind of a joke, but... Moving on, folks. Let's get to week eight NFL picks. Now, if you're unfamiliar with the NFL pickums, uh, which I highly doubt you are, but in case you're not, uh, every week over week I go on uh, Yahoo Fantasy Sports. I hop on their pickum. Uh, everything's easy for me to use. I pick the team, and it's mainly for tracking purposes of how well I can guess teams. And I like to really go through uh, each matchup, uh, whether the favorite or, or favorite or underdog. I usually have about three to five underdog picks a week, uh, and uh, I try to give my best thoughts on it for each matchup. Uh, what I'm doing, the reason why I'm editing this now as opposed to more front of the podcast is because I do think, I do firmly believe, and I have to, I need to stick with this too because I can't prove myself otherwise, is that my, uh, my power rankings, my anti-power rankings, uh, does a pretty solid job in making these picks, and it makes me feel better too in finding a way for me to um, quickly identify good matchups especially as I start diving into more of the sports betting realm. So, um, feel free if you guys want to watch, or sorry, want to join the Fantasy Football League. I'm sure you can, or if you happen to have a fantasy sports account on Yahoo, uh, you can hop on to Fans of Detroit or Fans from Michigan uh, and join the same group I'm in, and my team name is Droolish. Uh, although I really don't take this super seriously in like trying to win, you know, I'm not like bleeding blood to try to get the most, most picks. But I'm gonna do what I can to provide at least some semblance of coherency. So, moving into week eight, I made these picks ahead of time, like before I started the podcast, so I can um, explain that. And if I haven't changed my mind midway, uh, that's just the way it goes. Uh, I prefer to talk out loud like this. Because sometimes things sound great in your head until you say it out loud and it's in the real world. So uh, let's begin. I've been coming off of uh, two consistent weeks of improvement. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing if we can keep, keep this up. So starting with the Thursday night game. Yahoo focuses, oh, just so you know, Yahoo focuses on their favorites. So I'm going to mention the favorite team first. And then the underdog. I know other places mention home and away. I like to stick. With, I like what Yahoo does. It sticks with the favorites. So the favorites uh, for Thursday night: Minnesota against the Washington Redskins. Uh, I don't think I'm going to dive too much into this. Washington's a, Washington is already my number two or number three anti-power ranking team. Uh, Vikings aren't aren't even on my radar of being a terrible team, especially the way Kirk has been playing. This is probably going to be one of the most absurd games in recent history. Maybe not, but I'm picking Minnesota. Minnesota is a 16-point favorite. Oof. Um, I don't see Washington coming out of this one alive. Uh, not, apparently, 99% uh, of Yahoo also agrees with that, so just, I don't see anything crazy with that pick. Uh, the next game, uh, this is might be a... This might be an error, but I have... Seattle is an underdog against Atlanta. Uh, there is... It says favorite is off. It doesn't make any sense. I'm assuming that's an error, but I think Seattle wins this. Uh, Atlanta could win this like 20% of the time, but at this point of the season, 
I want all my I want like the highest probability of wins, um, and and I just don't see a potential. I mean, like Atlanta could win, but I told you, like it seems like Matt Ryan's hurt. The season is they're what, one in five, one in six. I don't even know how many teams that they faced, like good teams they faced, and how well they performed. Yeah, Atlanta's one in six, and. Yeah, this is just... I can't imagine this being anything but a debacle. So, uh, underdog Seattle, apparently. Uh, week... Sorry. Game three. I have at Buffalo, is the favorite, against the Philadelphia Eagles. I almost said 76ers because they have basketball on my mind, but the 76ers are not the team I'm trying to say. The Eagles... Uh, have been losing a couple games in a row. Uh, they seem to be a little bit shaky uh, the last couple games. I don't think they've played completely atrociously, uh, but I haven't watched all their all all of their games. So my my game footage and knowledge is a little bit limited. But looking at even the numbers here, it's like Jared Allen. Like uh, their offense is so bad, though. Their offense really is bad. Uh, I might. I really don't believe in Buffalo. I, I like. I feel like if I were to compare Buffalo and Chicago, I think Buffalo is more of a lit team, more of a legit team than Chicago. Um, but and but in regards to, to winning games, like I know they put up what thirty-one points, quote unquote. But you have to put context into those plays. I think what, what I think one of them was. Uh, a touchdown that was from a kickoff. Another one was from like a fumble, like right in the end zone. And yes, I'll definitely credit. I will definitely credit Buffalo's defense for getting the points. And I can't assume that they're not, you know, they scored points. But I can't assume that the defense is going to be scoring points every game, like that. Uh, I said it seemed like 14 was going to be the ma- like magic number uh, to beat them. I think Philadelphia, how they've been playing the last couple of weeks. Especially away, and it's not that impressive. Uh, so yeah, there are actually a lot of good things. That, a lot of things that are going against them. They lost against uh, an awoken Vikings team and a awoken Cowboys team. Uh, I don't think Bills have have awoken though. The other games have been close, uh, except for the like, Jets and the ones they've lost. So uh, in the tier that I put the Bills in, they're not schmucks, but I think. I think Buffalo wins this because they're at home like 60% of the time. Uh, I think Philadelphia's way better. Uh, but I'm going to play the odds here. I don't feel good about this one, guys. Um, this is my first time I'm probably actually going with Buffalo. That's not like a definitive matchup. Uh, this is also probably the first team. And this is like, don't forget, Philadelphia's a losing team. They're a trending down team. Um, but they're also a team that I put, like I said, put as an unknown. This is what, this is what makes it scary. But... Uh, but yeah, I'm picking Buffalo to win. Uh, this is close. The next game, this is at, and just FYI, it looks like all of the games except for one, all the favorites are at home. So let's keep that in mind. Uh, this game is at Chicago, uh, and they're the favorites against the Chargers. I'm picking Chicago to win this because uh, Chicago's still a little, little bit of an anomaly. Uh, they can win. They can they can win any game. Uh you know, if everything's in place, but it's so rare for me to see that. I haven't seen that consistency all season. 
Um, but they're facing a very sad Chargers team. An absurdly sad Chargers team. Uh, Chargers could win this. Um, but uh, I think Chicago wins this like 65% of the time. Uh, maybe even more, but uh, the Chargers haven't been impressing. At least Chicago does. Like, yeah, I have all tests, yada yada. But like, Chicago does. Uh, does have a strong defense, does seem to be doing what they can and try, and they do their best to minimize mistakes. Um, that's their style of football. And I just can't see the Chargers overcoming that in, like, in a straight up match. Uh, this week, also, Detroit's the favorite against the Giants. Uh, this should be a gimme. Uh, I don't want to sound too cocky, but after Detroit's uh, gauntlet, gauntlet of games this season, uh, this is probably the first game I could say like this better be a gimme uh, next to the Arizona Cardinals but that's week one those are unknowns um, except I could have scored in the first half everything was unknown but going back to week eight speaking back to Detroit and against the Giants Detroit is going to beat them uh, no Detroit all uh, this if this is a, a new Detroit team they defeat the Giants handedly if this is an old style Detroit team they squeak out a victory for no reason in a game they should have won easily so that's where I'm putting them at. Uh, I have an underdog pick, and this next one is Tennessee versus Tampa Bay. Uh, Tennessee is the favorite at home. Uh, Tampa Bay. Um, this, these are two teams that I know in my are my anti-power ranking teams. And if I were to look right now, I have Tennessee at number ten, and I have Tampa at number six. Both just two tiers off slightly, um, but. Uh, they're, they're within the same range. They're still within 6 or 10. That means at least those teams can compete with each other. The biggest reasons why I'm picking Tampa over Tennessee is that Tampa is a complete wildcard type team, like, like how they play on the field. I'm not saying they're a wildcard playoff team, but if I were to expect a ridiculous performance out of, the no, uh, out of nowhere with no, with no consistency against a random team, Tampa... Tampa Bay would be one. Um, let's see, Detroit would technically be another team that can randomly shellac someone for no reason. Atlanta, and who else would possess? That's like, and Arizona. But Arizona's more consistent. So there aren't really many teams that could just randomly pull out high-scoring games um, with that expectation, but still underperform. Whereas Tennessee, they just seem so... Uh, they don't have any dynamic... I, I, isn't, I, I think they're running back, though. Christian McCaffrey, is that for the uh, Panthers? But for the Titans, I don't think there's anything that's a high, high, a high dynamic uh, play, uh, player play calling. I don't know, there's not something there that's super dynamic that makes me think, like, okay, they're going to slowly outgrind t- Tampa. They could, um, but I think Tampa wins this way more than not. Uh, even as an underdog, in a way. Like, I think Tampa wins this, uh, like, 60% of the time. Uh, this might actually be a pretty good uh, upset pick one, too, um, to put to bet money on for long-term profit. Uh, we'll look at the odds when we get there. I'm picking Tampa. Uh, next game, I have uh, Indianapolis as the favorite versus Denver. I'm picking Indianapolis. Indianapolis is uh, trending up. Uh, I don't agree with the Yahoo percentage of 96%. Uh, I just think Denver has still a decent defense, but uh, their offense is so stagnant. Like, I, uh, they're just sad. So I'm picking Indy. That should be an easy one, easy-ish one. 
Next team, uh, I have the Rams against Cincinnati. I already talked to you about how Cincinnati's has been completely terrible. Uh, they're one of the worst teams in the league. Rams aren't even sniffing badness, especially after last week's performance. So I'm taking the Rams. Uh, this is this is a this pick I'm pretty sad with is uh, at New Orleans as a favorite against Arizona. Two percent of teams are picking Arizona uh, to win. I picked New Orleans to win. Uh, this is a this is a pick up win uh, specifically. Now uh, I don't think Arizona has zero chance. Uh, as a matter of fact, the only thing I don't know is uh, I, I know New Orleans is playing like like a complete team. I don't know how solid their defense is yet. I really should look that up right now because that's a good idea if I want to want to get you guys the right pick. So looking at the teams here. New Orleans defense, they've allowed 25 points, they allowed 6 points in a squeaker, 24, 10 against the OP Cowboys, 27 against the Seahawks. So, outside of the Rams game, where they lost, they do give up. Actually, no, they, they give up. They gave up 28 points against a high-powered offense, 27 points against a high-powered offense, 27 points against a high-powered Seahawks offense. I don't care who you say. Like what they are. Seahawks with Russell Wilson is insane. Uh, they gave up 10 points against a lost Cowboys team at the time. Uh, they gave, and they only scored 12, so that must that was probably an ugly game. They gave up 24 despite winning against the Bucks. So like I said, Bucks could score. And then teams that aren't known to score as much is when they gave up a lot of points. Uh, this game, I wouldn't be surprised if Orleans wins, but I think this game is going to be a lot closer than what people imagine. This is this is a, a game to watch. Um, it should be an exciting one, but uh, Arizona probably wins this 25% of the time at New Orleans. Um, but, and I'm feeling that they could win this week. Uh, but I, sticking with the pick and picks, I'm not going to overthink it. I just want to give you my logic um, to bring context behind these picks. So New Orleans is going to win, but it would not surprise me if Arizona came and, and stole this. But they have that ability now. They do. Next game. Next game. Uh, at Jacksonville against the Jets. Uh, Jacksonville's winning. Uh, the Jets are losing the rest of the games this season, unless they're facing a, a very terrible team. Uh, Jacksonville's kind of in my mid-tier in the anti-power rankings, and this should be the floor with the Jets. So, picking Jacksonville. Uh, this next team is at San Francisco versus Carolina. I think this is the week where San Francisco loses it. It's really tough to have seven, seven wins in a row uh, coming off, uh, you know, a pretty... Strong game, but a weak offensively game uh, against the, the Skins. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm certainly not gonna knock San Francisco on that. Um, I'm more so giving credit towards Carolina and their nuclear level of being on fire. Like they just win. They just are doing everything right right now, and they are probably the, the scariest team I would not want to face uh, next to the Patriots. And. I'm telling you, like, I know San Francisco's good. Like, the three teams I would be very scared to face at right now, number one, the Patriots, number two, the Panthers, and number three, the 49ers. So this is by no means a knock on the 49ers. I just think in this case, I just believe that Carolina just will get the edge here, uh, the way they've been playing. Uh, they've been being strong teams, too. They've been making fools out of everyone almost every week. I mean, if I want to go over all Carolina games here, like the recent games. Carolina's four and two. Okay. Four and two, okay. 
3-0 and on a wait. That's even crazier. But they started out 0-2. Okay, they lost against the Rams. Makes sense. And I think uh, Cam went down week 2 against the Bucks. But then it resets the Cardinals, um, which for them at the time was a good, good feeder team to build a momentum. This man of the Cardinals uh, beat a uh, uh, heat, heated up Texans game, the Texas team. Just, like, had a close one, uh, but one against a pretty strong Jaguars team at the time and destroyed uh, the Bucks. Uh, even though they scored a lot, but uh, Carolina just seems to be a juggernaut now. And uh, the 49ers, I can't imagine it being too different. Uh, it probably gonna, it's probably going to play out like a Rams or a Jaguars-type game. Uh, they're, not, they're not a team to sleep on. They're just uh, so hot right now. Like, insanely, play, like, insanely good playing. So, picking Carolina, despite them being a 13% picked on Yahoo and a 5.5 point, this is a crazy one. I'm, I don't care who you are. I'm betting the, I'm betting against the spread on this one. I've never felt. I'm very, very solid with these like good feel ones. Uh, that's absurd. That is absurd. New England against Cleveland. I'm picking New England to win. I love Cleveland. I want them to win, but I gotta, I gotta play, I gotta play to, to win. Uh, New England just makes sense. I'm not going to try to convince you guys that Cleveland could win. We all know Cleveland could beat any team. Like, Cleveland could lay up, like, 28 points against Patriots and be up 28-3, literally. Like, they have the ability, but it's... But we all we all know the same story. Like, until they figure that stuff out, uh, I'm always going for the Pats. Going, going for the Pats. Uh, next game, I have Houston. It's at Houston against Oakland. Uh... I'm going, and I hope I'm wrong, but I'm going uh, to pick Houston on this one. Uh, Houston lost last week. Uh, I'm pretty sure they were just exhausted from beating the Pats before. Uh, not Pats. I meant I meant the Patrick Mahomes, uh, the uh, the Chiefs from Patrick Mahomes. And uh, it could be. Uh, yeah, this game makes me a little bit nervous because I do. I'm still pretty high in Oakland, and I'm still kind of lukewarm on Houston. But I really want to play these. I get. I gotta play the odds here. Houston is a six and a half point favorite. That's another one where it just. I don't know. Oakland is a lot better than people suspect. And despite Oakland losing last week against a, uh, I forgot who they faced two weeks ago, or last week I should say. But the team that I'm talking about again, I totally forgot. Sorry guys. Uh, I'm clicking everywhere, but Oakland. Oakland uh, lost to Green Bay the best team in the league, like one of the best teams um, at the moment. Uh, yeah, they just lost handedly. Uh, it was more of an outclass game, but I don't think Houston is in the same class as Green Bay. I think they're like two classes beneath at the moment, and I think that's where Oakland is at as well. I'm picking Houston to win. I'm just justifying how Oakland could win. I don't know. Just... This is one where I can't even def- like decide like if it's coaching or just how the team's playing, but I think Oakland's going to be back in form. Um, but I think Houston wins this 55% of the time, so I have to go with the edge there with Houston. Uh, definitely depending on the odds, that you know a good uh, upset upset pick. Next game, I have Kansas City. Despite being the underdog, it's at Kansas City facing Green Bay. Uh, I think Kansas City. Uh, I'm picking them to win. I think I, I honestly don't think. Uh, Green Bay is strong. Uh, this is probably going to be the week that will be the last week before I'm fully convinced to take them super seriously. Uh, all the other teams that I really haven't been taken super seriously, like 
uh, they've kind of fell down, kind of right on those, like Chicago um, teams. Like Buffalo is the only one that I'm still nervous about because they completely face Cannon Potter, like most of the season. So um, I, I still can't fully evaluate them until this week. Uh, Kansas City, though, I, I think they pull this one out. Uh, I'm being a little bit risky here, too. I will say Green Bay probably wins this like 55, 60% of the time. Um, but I really trust Andy Reid and just getting to a scoring fest. Uh, can, can outpace Green Bay. That's, that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, the last one for Monday Night Football. Uh, it's This should be obvious. I have Pittsburgh against Miami. Not a chance Miami is going to win. Uh, I can't say not a chance, but I just don't believe Miami is going to put their best foot forward. Uh, there is a wild card factor in Fitzpatrick if he's playing um, to play lights out on national TV. That is very possible. Um, but still, 95% of the time, um, Fitzmagic doesn't happen. So I'm sticking with Pittsburgh. This should be a solid win. Uh, so there you guys have it. I have Minnesota, Seattle, Buffalo, Chicago, Detroit, Tampa, Indy, Los Angeles Rams, New Orleans Saints, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Carolina Panthers, New England, Houston, Kansas City, and Pittsburgh. Those are the teams I'm picking. I'm feeling pretty good about this. There are 15 games this week, so it's not 14. Uh, so definitely, definitely a lot of action. Also, before we get into the upset picks, let me guys know, uh, what types of background noises do you guys like? I, I really enjoy like the, the water sounds with trees and rain. Uh, I try to find different uh, different types of sounds that can sound similar, but I don't want it to be too distracting. I think the rain helps the, the most. I do have like the fire crackling sounds. Uh, luckily, it rains a lot here in Michigan, so I can get a lot of sounds myself, too. Um, or some wind howls, or I'm trying to think of other white noise things I can include. Um, that isn't too distracting, but also helpful. Uh, so, yeah, moving on, I know this was a little bit of a transition. But let's talk about upset NFL picks. If you are unfamiliar with this uh, this little section of the podcast, I like to go over potential upset picks, uh, not just through underdog picks on the pickums, but this is for, you know, real cash, real money that we're putting on the line here. Uh... And I generally do most of my sports bets for now on Bovada to LV. And you can use Vegas Chart or Vegas Odds or Vegas Insider to get your lines as well. But since most of my bets are online, um, I just like to have a, vis a nice visible visual view of the odds in real time. So I'm looking at the NFL game lines as of right now. And here we are Wednesday Wednesday afternoon. Or like this this exact well exact moment is like 101 on the 23rd Wednesday. And all the NFL games that I'm looking at right now. Actually, before I bore you too much, uh, let's review last week. So last week, week seven, I had two underdog picks. I'm heading into last week. I was down, uh, I think, by one. Uh, yeah, I think I was down by 1.5 units. So a unit could be like $10 or whatever, but I'm um, down by 1.5 units. I picked two teams last week. I picked the Dolphins at plus 700, which is the most ridiculous underdog pick I've had. Uh, I gave my reasonings and logic. Uh, I kind of think they were going to perform strong, and they did. They performed really well. Um, that fourth quarter was very interesting, but I'm very happy with that pick. 
in spite of losing. Uh, it's just the fact that I, I keep saying this. I want to give these picks the best shot to win. So if it's a plus 700, and I feel, I believe strongly that it's going to be a close game, whether it's in the fourth quarter. I mean, at that point, like, most of the games already happen. And most teams already feel and believe, like, depending. That it gets either a coin flip, it could be a 50-50, uh, you know. And uh, that's the best we can do, is if someone said, hey, if I have a coin and if I flip heads, you get $700. Tails, you lose 100 you're, and you can have as many times to flip, you're always going to keep flipping because long-term, you know, 50% chance you're going to lose 100 but you're going to gain 700 If not, it's like EV is like, what, $300 per coin. Every every coin flip, you're, you're going to get, like, on average $300 long-term for every single time you flip. And that's kind of, like, what I want to get at with with these underdog picks is that I want to find max value. Um, some of these, if, they're, if they are higher in... Uh, if the line's pretty high, if it's like plus 300, plus, like over 300, I know I have to get to like a 50-50 range. If it's between like 150, if it's like plus 150 to plus 250-ish, I'm going to try to find ones that um, are not only just a good value, but ones that can, that can legitimately win without worrying too much. So, there you have it. Last week I picked the Dolphins, I lost that, so that at that point gave me 3-9 and nine for the season. And then I picked the Saints plus 155, they dismantled, uh, I forgot who they faced, who cares, that loser team, <laughs> um, but they won, and winning that gave me a plus 155, which means I get a point, yeah, yeah, $1.55 for every dollar I put in, that's kind of how it works, um, because of that, uh, I moved up, last week I was at minus 0.15 units, uh, but even even being 50-50 would have generated, generated me a profit. So overall for the season, I am now 4-9, and I'm down uh, 0.95 units. So uh, again, this isn't, like I said, this is meant to be a long-term play, and I said that from the very get-go, but I'm going to do my best to limit the amount of ticks I have here, because I've noticed every single time I've done three or four, I've lost every single game. Um, But if I did all the ones that have just been two or fewer, I've won one, two, three, four. I'm four and two when I don't make a lot of these picks. So um, it's almost like saying, oh, let's just get rid of all the bad stuff. It's like, well, yeah. But um, but it's identifying what could be bad ahead of time and then adjusting. That's that's generally my game plan. So heading into week eight of the NFL. I don't know how many picks I have here, and I'm, at, I'm looking at this in real time. So I have the Washington Redskins that are plus 650 against the Vikings. Uh... There is an off chance that the Redskins win. Uh, I don't think... I mean, I felt better doing Miami against the Bills because, uh, you know, I, I already have my ideas and thoughts about that, but uh, the Vikings are just nuclear right now, regardless of the trends and numbers. Uh, I mean, the numbers and trends still point to Minnesota just playing lights out and Kirk Cousins is just on fire. So um, I'm going to avoid that one. We have the Denver Broncos, plus 225 against, and they're, they're only uh, six point, spread six points. Uh, they're 255 against Colts. And I would consider that for now. Um, would it, I would definitely not make that a lock, but the odds could be decent. Um, I have the New York Giants plus 255 against the Detroit Lions, which honestly I'm pretty, pretty cool with. Um, it's the first time I've seen Detroit actually have a real line. Uh, I'm only going to stay away from this game because I know I know how my Detroit Lions play. 
um, but they're under new coaching, a new regime, and I'm a little bit skeptical that they're not going to fold. Um, the Lions are a team that beat bad teams, at least that they, they've been learning how to do that. They've been doing that better. And they should win. But there's so much of an underdog. Like, line, like there's so much of a unknown when it comes to, like, their max potential, even though they're playing pretty solidly uh, for the most part. And uh, I can't see the Giants winning this enough. I see they win, like, 25% of the time, but there's just so... I'm a little bit iffy on this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna ignore that for now because I don't like betting against uh, the Lions. But the Lions actually have a really good good line for them, which is pretty weird. We have the Los Angeles Chargers against the Bears. Uh, who did I pick for my pick them? Because the Chargers are a plus one seventy five, and I think I picked the Bears to win the Chargers, and I have to reluctantly pick the Bears um, again. I don't think. I don't think this is a bad line, though. Um, Chargers are plus 175. Both teams are fairly weak, uh, even in my underdog picks here. And this is not, sorry, my, my power rankings. And this is pretty important. Because a lot of this is very indicative of even just betting against the spread. Uh, I do think the Chargers have a legit shot of winning the game. Just not enough for me to justify it being a profitable play. That's my That's where I get at. Um, yeah, Chargers are number eight in my anti-power rankings, and Chicago's 11. So they both can certainly beat each other. Um, but I just don't have that much faith in either team. Like, I, like they're both equally... Like, Bears are a bit of an unknown, and Chargers could hold something, but Bears can easily dominate. So that's what makes it scary here. Uh, next game, I'm not skipping this one. But the next game, this is an interesting one because I think there is a legitimate shot that the Bengals could win. Uh, so this is Bengals at Rams. And the only reason, and I'm putting a lot of stock into this one, is uh, Bengals are plus 450. However, they are playing in Wembley Stadium in London. And all I know is that London games are terrible. It seems like they're terrible for the NFL players. It's uh, you know good teams still play terrible. Uh, teams that don't even have any idea what was going on. Like, like those games are just so funky that... It's almost a 50-50 regardless. Uh, I might be wrong on this. I, I know there's a football database that has a lot of the stats. You know, say, uh, say Europe. Say NFL Europe um, game results since, I'll say like 2016. I'll just throw it out right now. I have some time. Uh, international series. So London games, Mexico games. All right, so let's take a look. Since 2007, I'm looking at all the scores here. Uh, let's look at since 2017. Uh, let's see. Vikings. So Ravens got smacked by the Jaguars, 44-0. Saints lost the Dolphins, 20-0. Cardinals got shellacked, 0-33. 33-16, um, This is since throughout 2017. And then 2018, uh, 27-3. Titans had 19 against Chargers, 20, so that was that was an actual close game. The Eagles had a close game, 24-18, 24, 21, and then Panthers beat beat Bucks, 37-26. So it seems that the last couple of years, the oh, especially at Wembley, it looks like no, yeah, it's been the same. Uh, yeah, it definitely seems that like they went to Tottenham, Tottenham, Tottenham. I can't even speak. Um, Hotspur Stadium, that was the previous ones. 
Uh, the Wembley Stadium games have been kind of close. And there's not really for me to pick out anything. Um, it seems like the last season, especially the last year and a half, all the games have gotten a lot closer in regards to the teams that are winning that should be favorites or underdogs. Um, the, the Raiders beat the Bears, at, and then the Panthers beat the Bucks. Uh, yeah, I wanted to come up with an angle that would say, hey, like, Bengals could have max value, and it's certainly possible. But I'm still not seeing a lot of the, I'm not seeing many of these underdog teams that would win on paper, uh, especially since 2017. Uh, the Giants did beat the Rams. Yeah, there was a tie. Bengals, Washington. Uh, New York Jets, Dolphins. Yeah. Okay, so Bengals are probably going to lay a goose egg. Uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to bet that one, but it doesn't seem like it's likely. Um, I could, but, yeah, but we'll see. Uh, I have the Jets plus 215 against the Jaguars. Uh, I just have zero doubt in the Jets so far this season. Uh, until they start improving, I'm not going to be betting uh, against any other team. Um, at least until they show more progress. Uh, the Bucks are plus 120 against the Titans. That's not a good play. Not a profitable long one. Like not not an underdog pick that I really like, or um, I would call it upset. That's upset, upset pick. Uh, Eagles plus 105 against the Bills. Again, that's not good odds. Carolina Panthers against 49ers. This is plus 200. That's a that is my lock. Even going down, I know that's a lock right there. I really like the. I really like that plus 200 of the Panthers. It that this is a, this is a toss up. Like I told you, this is a 50-50, and the fact that you're getting two to one on it. Uh, yeah, that, see that? Those are the ones I like here. That is that is a great one. The next line is uh, Cleveland 450, plus 450 to win straight up against the Patriots. Uh, not that they can't do it, honestly. Uh, I just don't think they do it enough. I mean, they can. That's the thing. That's what frustrates me about this Cleveland team is that they're such an unknown. Um, and I want to make I want to make I want to make smarter picks. I think this Carolina one this is going to be a 50-50 down the road. This Cleveland one could be like I just don't think Cleveland has what it takes to 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 stick with the Patriots all four quarters. That's what it boils down to. If I felt like they had a legitimate shot and get into the fourth quarter, I would take I would take the plus 450. But uh, I'm not I'm not that high on Cleveland at the moment. Next team, I have Oakland Raiders plus 230 against the Texans. Uh, this could be another good one, another sneaky one. Uh, Houston was coming off victory. I think, or sorry, they came off victory, kind of got brought back down to earth uh, last week. And I, um, like I said, I'm a little bit high on the Raiders right now, but uh, for them to win or lose this game isn't out of any stretch. So that's the thing. Uh, plus 230 does seem like it's good value. Uh, especially since I think this is more of like a 55-45, maybe 60-40, uh, which makes it like a long-term profit play, you know, at least in my head and through my analysis. That open is probably going to be another good team uh, pick. Now, I'm not feeling as strong about that as Carolina. I feel incredibly strong about Carolina. Uh, and keep on going down. Here's an interesting one. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are plus 180 against the Packers. Uh, I don't know how the team's going to perform. I only may put them in my pick em play. Um, but that's more of a, like, it's an unknown assuming. Like, things can change. Like, Andy Reid's offense is going to keep going. But when it comes to putting, like, real money down and these uh, long-term odds, uh, I'm literally betting on no information on how this new, can't, on how this new K, K, KC team's going to perform. 
especially against a very strong Packers team. I, I just it makes me spook, it makes me nervous um, to actually put money on this one. So I don't want to actually recommend this bet to anyone, uh, even at being at plus 180. And the last game is the Dolphins plus 550 versus the Steelers. Uh, the Dolphins had their chance to win last week, and I was excited. Uh, Steelers are not going to let Miami do anything to them, so that's that's a bad one. So, my two picks, at least for now, I'll see if I'm going to lock them in. Carolina Panthers, which I feel incredibly good about, so that is that one is a lock. I'm making that one. Carolina Panthers, plus 200, upset money pick straight up. That one is, is bueno. It's so good. And the other one, that I mentioned that I'm pretty still kind of high on is uh, it's either between the Broncos or the Raiders and at the end of the day I feel more comfortable trusting the Raiders to actually cons- like perform consistently because they have been they haven't like they're just not there yet but they they're putting the foundational stuff and Houston's way too swingy I think those are good odds uh, for the plus 230 I think Denver just needs something on offense Oakland does have some offensive firepower, and that's honestly going to be my my, my game change, like my my train of thought because the Colts can score. Um, they're getting better every every week. And Denver might have had a pushback, but um, that's not enough. That's not enough for me to trust them to say they're worth the plus two. They're, they're worth the plus two twenty five uh, line. So yeah, there you have it, Carolina and the Raiders. I'm going to be writing that stuff down too. Raiders. And then Carolina. Carolina is at plus 200. And the Raiders are, I think, plus 225. Plus 200. I'm just pulling this up so I can write it down. And the other one is plus 230. So these ones are a little bit of a stretch. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Most of the ones that I've generally won so far, just to give you a heads up, I've won a Cleveland plus 260, a Jacksonville plus 150, a Steelers plus 240, and a Saints plus 2 or plus 155. Um, so definitely in the plus 150 and the plus like 260-ish range is probably my best strong suit. And I think this is definitely going to be a good week. I'm feeling pretty good about this, guys. Uh, I say that say that about about that every week, but I think this is the week where if we win, we're not only just in positive, um, even winning one of these. Winning one of these puts us back in the positive territory, so just keep that in mind. We can still be 50-50, but long-term, we're still going to be winning, like, one unit at a time. It's good. So, hopefully you guys have enjoyed these picks, these upset picks, and I was able to help you uh, help fall asleep. I know I tend to get carried away when it comes to these NFL picks, where I talk less about more of the sleeping aspect, but... Um, but that's part of me kind of banking on my voice actually being sleep-inducing. So that's, you know, that that's my hope, my hopes and dreams. And hopefully you guys are sleeping in night-night land, or you're listening to this during the day, and you can re- you can repeat this and <laughs> at night and go to sleep. I, I don't know, I don't know how many people will actually replay podcasts like the audio ones, but uh, yeah, it's an idea. Until then, guys, thank you very much for listening, downloading, supporting, uh, even just checking out the Facebook page. You don't have to even like it. I, I it would be nice to actually have a like to see if anyone like who legitimately uh, looks at that. But still, part of me does think like 
Uh, some some folks are just a little bit too nervous or shy to be like, uh, you know, I don't really want to support a weird niche stream or I don't know. And I don't blame you. You know, I, I do this for fun and it, help, it helps me, uh, you know, clear out my thoughts and it keeps me on schedule. So um, definitely something good if you uh, are always interested in kind of getting your stuff together a little bit is to start a podcast. Keep a schedule. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for uh, hopefully falling asleep, or you're welcome, I should say. Uh, yeah, you guys have a wonderful night, and dream easy, folks.